0: With Shark Tank, with all those orders coming in, I literally, that was in 2013. Mm -hmm. This is 2019, and I'm still anxious about that when I think about it.
1: Listening to Standout with Cheryl Tan Strategies and Stories to Inspire High Performing Entrepreneurs. This is episode 76. When you see a successful person, there's a misconception that he or she got to this level of success overnight, that this person snapped a finger, and right away the result is a multi million dollar business. If only that were true. You're about to hear from a business owner who started a company with one idea for growth. But by sitting back and listening to clients and customers, she realized there was a better path. And the company pivoted. Many years later, after creating a food product, appearing on Shark Tank, selling out on QVC five times, opening a restaurant, two boutique hotels, and a spa, Lakeisha Brown-Renfro, along with her two business partners, now run 10 businesses. We counted. (laughs) It started with farmer's markets, meeting people face-to-face, talking with them, sharing products, seeing their reaction to them. To this day, despite being very well-known, Lakeisha still makes time for farmer's markets. I know you'll enjoy this interview, where you'll learn quite a bit about growth, a successful business mindset and giving back. If you're looking for a community of amazing entrepreneurs, consider joining the Standout Facebook community. It's free. Here's my conversation with Lakeisha Brown-Renfro. Lakeisha, welcome to the show. It is great to have you here.
0: Thank you so much, Cheryl. It's so great to be here
1: with you. Thank you. We've known each other at this point for years, so uh, I'm not sure where this conversation (laughs) is going to go. There are things I know I want to bring up because your stories in particular situations will really help our audience. But let's get started with how many businesses do you have today? So right now I have approximately eight businesses. Okay, this is one more, by the way, than last time I saw you, which was a month ago. (laughs)
0: well actually actually it was eight then okay i usually say seven because we have two hotels and so two little boutique hotels so i probably said seven then not counting the other okay but it's a it's it's i think they all deserve to be counted because they're all a work
1: (laughs) that's a good point so eight times the amount of work and yes for sure yes certainly let's let everyone know what it is you do and how, I guess, how different the businesses are, but at the same time, the the theme that runs under all of them.
0: Certainly. I am an entrepreneur here in Hampton, Virginia. I I operate in a group called Simply Panache Group, and we are a lifestyle brand. We own a Restaurant called Mango Mango, a Simply Panache Bistro. We also have a gourmet mango preserve that is sold in Whole Foods and specialty and gourmet stores across the nation, called Mango Mango. We have a spa, Simply Panache Spa, that's here in Hampton as well, and we also have two boutique hotels called Simply Panache Place. And um, so we have a place to stay, a place to eat, two well two places to stay, a place to eat a gourmet product. And we also have a spa and they're all in walking distance of each other.
1: You've, you've helped transform the community where your business is located.
0: Thank you so much. That is so nice to hear. We are extremely happy and proud to be a part of this community. So there are some amazing businesses in this community. And I think that, um, just us being able to add our touch is kind of you know it's so much synergy for all of us and so we are just happy to be a part of the to be a part of the community quite honestly
1: and you're right it's it's helping and it it really is it's all working together your business yeah. and the business right down the street and kind of all together right. yes. is yes. putting Hampton Virginia on the map thank you. Yeah. thank you thank <laughs> you I want to hear about the beginning, and you know I remember the beginning with you, uh, yes. you and I met years ago when you were an event planner yes and had you had did you have the mango preserve at the time when we met?
0: So at that time we were making the mango preserves, and we had our chef actually putting the preserves in th- um, some of the recipes of our clients events. So we did events of all complexities from baby showers to weddings, to corporate events, social events. And so we had the mango preserves at that time. So, and actually that's one business that I didn't include. We are also still event planners. Um, our event planning company is called simply panache. We had our chef actually put our preserves in some of the, um, some of the offerings, so everything from our lemonade to from mango lemonade to shrimp to uh, a vinaigrette with mango with the mango preserves, red wine vinegar, and olive oil. And so many people started asking, "So what's in this?" And it was the mango preserves. And what's in the vinaigrette? And it was the mango preserves. And so we kind of looked at each other and said, "Oh my goodness, we have something." So this was almost an accidental business because this was not our main goal. Our main goal was event planning. And so after we found out that we had so many people who loved our preserves, we we decided we needed to find out how we could get this in the jar and sell it for retail sale. So we kind of asked around to different people in the area um, at farmers markets and and just different people um, because Virginia has a really great Department of Agriculture and they call it the Virginia Finest. And so before we got to the Virginia Finest, when we asked people, no one would tell us. So now we will tell everybody everything we know with the exception of our recipe. <laughs> so we went to uh, VDAC's and found out how to jar the preserves. And then after we did that, then we went to farmer's market, to farmer's market, to food show, to food show. We were picked up at Whole, by Whole Foods at a uh, Virginia Finest food show and soon after being picked up from Whole Foods, we kept going to the farmer's markets. Everybody was like, oh my goodness, you guys are in the Whole Foods around here. Why are you all still going to the farmer's markets? Well, we, we are a, we are people people, and we love to be in front of people. We love to communicate with people, and it was just a good way to find different ideas of how people were using the preserves as well. So after going to more farmer's markets, um, We our customers, and we call them our customer friends, because people started following us from market to market to see what new recipe we would introduce using the mango preserves. So after that, we started getting people saying, oh my goodness, you guys need to go on this show called Shark Tank. And we're like, no, there's no way we're going on Shark Tank. We started looking at the show, and it was very scary. So we looked at each other, and we said, you know, let's give it a try. And we We sent them an email, they responded back to us within 24 hours. They said that they loved our um, social media presence. They wanted to hear us describe our product. We sent in a video, and then after that, I mean, it was just a whirlwind. Um, We were also picked up by QVC at that time, but we kind of had to weigh our options. Do you go on Shark Tank, do you go on QVC? Uh, You know, because it was all around the same time. So we decided, you know, let's, Try the Shark Tank thing. Um, I don't know what the numbers are now, but back then it was between. It's I think it's almost like a hundred thousand people apply for the show. They select one hundred entrepreneurs and one hundred entrepreneurs, and then seventy actually air on TV. And we were on season five, and we didn't partner with the shark. We like to say the shark said no, but God said yes. We received fifteen thousand orders in forty-eight hours. Now that's not 15,000 jars. It's around 70,000 jars in 48 hours. And it was just us three ladies. So we had to do some communicating because it it became a blessing and a curse at the same time. So we decided that we would communicate with our customers because we were getting online orders. Um, Stores were upping their orders. It was just coming from everywhere. So um, we, we, you know, um, we got together as a team and we, we just, you know, fought through it, but we went on the show asking for $70,000 for, I think, um, 30% equity. Well, we walked away with 15,000 orders, which equated to, um, almost $200,000 in 48 hours, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And we, what we did was we invested it back into the community. So we invested in our business, you know, in our businesses, which was our bistro. And our bistro also houses our manufacturing of our gourmet mango preserves. So, and within all of that time, then we started just building this lifestyle brand around, around the bistro, around the the preserves. So all of our uh, businesses have a touch of orange, kind of like my lipstick. (laughs) They all have a little touch of orange, um so our spa has a touch of orange, and we use mango scrubs over at our spa, so um our event venue and i didn 't even count the event venue. see, I think I actually have too many businesses oh
1: that's like up to ten. I think we're up to ten now, oh my, <laughs> i didn't count the event venue so um we are you know we are also
0: giving back to the community. we work with the food bank, we have a Um, event every year for uh, Halloween, um, one of our favorite holidays because it has orange in it. So (laughs) we have a costume party and people come in and they buy tickets and make donations and we all of the proceeds go to the food bank. So we also give back to the community. So it's, uh, you know, it has been quite a blessing for us to be a part of this Hampton business community, this Phoebus business community. But with all of these
1: blessings come challenges as well. Oh, and we'll definitely talk about that. But I wanna, I wanna go back to the beginning sure. of when, you, you know, when we met, you were an event planner without the mango preserve business. You might've been using it yes. in your recipes, Yes, but you were an author and you were doing the, the one-to-one work. Yes. Right. And so yes. I think it's interesting what you said earlier that that's that was what your business was going to be yes. and it was just a stroke of fortune that you were listening at the same time people were saying I love that mango stuff. Yes. And here's my experience yes. with your mango stuff by the way. Recently, you were a, the caterer for one of our events, the Women's Forum of Coastal Virginia. You were yes. a speaker and you also catered it. And I noticed that in the line, people were hoarding these little containers of orange stuff. And I was like, um, I don't, okay, I don't know what's happening here. And so I got a container, and somebody almost didn't want to give me one. I'm not going to lie. She <laughs> <laughs> was going to take it from me. But I got it and I opened it up. It's like, I didn't know what this was. And keep in mind, I've known you for years, but yes. I, I guess never had your mango stuff. Yes. So I'm eating the, st- the orange stuff in the container. And I almost wanted to lick the container. It was so good. So that was the reaction you were getting from people, and you you sat up and took notice. How how what was that like for you and your partners? Because that was not your intent. You you were not looking for this business. You were looking probably to get more clients. Yes, planning.
0: Yes, you're right, Cheryl. That's the thing. That's when I met you. That was not our intent at all. I mean, we were out promoting the book Mm -hmm. that that I'd written about event planning and tablescapes and all of these yes, other things. Tablescapes, so, Yes. Sense. So, so we thought that we were going in a totally opposite direction, but I think that's a part of entrepreneurship, understanding your audience, understanding what people want or understanding what people need or fixing a problem and having a solution for people. And so we knew that food, I mean, food breaks down all barriers, whether it be, you know, um, everyone has to eat. So no matter who you are, you have to eat. So we had to listen, even though event planning and catering kind of go hand in hand. Sometimes we were more of the structure of the event, making sure that timelines were met and, um, you know, in corporate events, making sure people were booked and all of these things. So we had no idea that we were going to go into the food manufacturing business at all but listening to our clients listening to our customers we decided yeah we have something here and why not try why not try to see you know give this our all to see if this will work and it actually did I mean it opened up a a new a new way of living for us personally, and also for the people who we work with. You know, we have a team of almost 40 people and we say no one works for us. We work together. So these mango preserves have actually given us all an opportunity to do something new, something different, Um, you know, go different places, meet new people. So it's kind of been a bond or, or connection to our event planning business, to our you know, our hotels, we offer, when people say it, our boutique hotels, they have breakfast at Mango that comes with it. So there's so much that this these preserves have, you know, connected and done for us. And it was based on listening to our clients and listening to our customers.
1: Love, 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 love that. So when I talk with clients, when I talk with people, when I talk with people here on the show it really does focus on story. And I know the people who are listening and watching, they might have something like you had when you first started. So maybe they have something like a mango mango, or they Mm -hmm. want it to be, and they don't know how to get it out in the world. So can you help people who are listening or watching understand some of the things you were thinking about? Because you knew you had a treasure here. You knew you had something. You had so many, you know, you had enough people coming to you to say, Ooh, that's good. Or I really needed to lick the inside of that container (laughs) a little more. Can I have another one of those? You have something. Yes. But how do you get it from this? Okay, I got something great. I got it. I got it going on. How do you make it so that other people love it? What, what part of your story, what did you do mm-hmm. to bring people in? Because going from a, a container of mango, amazing a mango stuff, yeah. to Shark Tank even, yes. or to having raving fans is quite yes. a stretch. What, did, what were the, some of the little things, that, if you remember, that you can help us with?
0: So I would say that those things are communication. Mm-hmm. You have to communicate with whoever your clients are your customers whoever they may be, your guests, whoever they may be. And you have to tell a story. So with that, and you need to tell your story, your truth, whatever that is. So that is such an amazing question because sometimes I leave this part out that we call our preserves a party preserves because that's how we started with event planning. So we called them mango mango a simply panache party preserve, and that's where we came with spread it, mix it, shake it, stir it, because it gave the story. It told our story. It told who we, who we are, who we were, and who we are now. It, you know, we said that you can spread it on bread or toast, bagels or croissants. You can mix it with cream cheese for a delicious fruit dip. You can shake it with red wine vinegar and olive oil for a mango vinaigrette. Wow. And you can stir it with. Um, our party mix to make a mango ginger shrimp. So whatever someone has, they need to make sure that they are communicating and telling their story, letting people understand, making sure that people understand what they have and why they need it. So that, that was the most important part. That's a part of your branding as well. You know, when you're telling your story, you're telling your truth you know, people are sharing that with you. So sometimes people say, might come up to people would come up to us at the farmer's market and say, Oh, well, I don't eat mango. You know, and then we would tell them how we how this came to be. And when we told them how this came to be, they were intrigued. And then they said, Well, you know what? Let me just go ahead and buy it. I just want to support you. Well, they became some of our biggest customers because they they could relate to our story. They could relate to us being, you know, um, women entrepreneurs trying to do something different, trying to do something within the community, being a small business. And I think that's really, really important. You need to make sure people understand, you know, that you are a small business and who you are. With eight businesses, we are still very much small. Half of our businesses are still in startup phase. So with that being said, we still have to relate. So you have to be relatable, you know, um, and you can't be fake relatable. You have to really be in your truth. And I think that's some of where some of our success comes from being in our truth and telling our story of who we are, how we got started, how it relates to what we're doing today.
1: I think when when people say, oh, you need to tell your story and you'll get clients and customers and you're going to grow big, you're going to be amazing, you'll be as big as Apple. I think people hear that you walk around and say, I'm so great. Like, I know you're great, Lakeisha, but I know you've never said that. So when you are telling your story, you're actually just telling your story. Like you started out as an author. Right. And an event planner. Yes. Realize that people loved your mango preserves and you worked your butt off to get on Shark Tank. Yes. it was a struggle. I know it was. So, and and I wanted to just say that because I think when people say to others, tell your story, you're not walking around saying look how great I am. You know, look what, look what I've done. It's not. And I, I know I've never heard you say that. No, <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 no. You have to also remember to remain humble and kind. Yeah. That's very important. So, that is so very important. Yeah. Um, but no, you're not going to just magically go and tell your story and people are going to say, Oh, I'm going to buy that. You know, You have to make sure that whatever you're creating or whatever you're doing is presented in a professional way, Um, in a way. and, And the best way is to test whatever you're doing on people other than your family or friends that's kind of when you know, you have something, you know, my mom, of course, is going to love my mango preserves. My dad is going to love my mango preserves, but when you take it out to the public and you see that there's an interest there, that's when you know that you have something. So you definitely want to, um, put your energy, your time and energy in something that others want to be a part of. Um, And there's no arrogance with us. We just basically kind of tell the facts of our life and how, you know, we develop these businesses Um, with success again becomes many challenges. You know, we've had financial challenges. We've had challenges with um, team members. We like to say team instead of, you know, employees uh, because we are, we are again, a part of it. It's not, you know, people aren't working for us. We're working together. So we, um, have had all type of challenges, you know, we've had, uh, it's so many, <laughs> it's, it's okay, more than I can, right? yeah, it's more than well, I can name.
1: Uh, you know, I, you know, you were saying in 48 hours, I'm just thinking from the shark tank story in 48 hours, after the first episode aired, you had 15,000 orders, right? Yes. That's what you So, I mean, even thinking about way back then, the kind of fulfillment issues you must have had to learn because it's not like you would have that number up until that point. So, even that had to have been a challenge. What would surprise people about knowing some of the struggles you guys have been through to grow?
0: So- with Shark Tank, with all those orders coming in, I literally that was in 2013. Mm-hmm. This is 2019, and I I'm still anxious about that when I think about yeah, it. Me too. <laughs> no, yes, I mean you're talking about around seventy thousand jars, seventy thousand, not seven thousand. So it took us months to get those out. Months, and Amazon had you know even in 2013 had people anxious. You know, when you order on Amazon, it's coming the next day. It's coming in two days, max, um, for some people, you know. So at that time, it was so scary because we had people coming to us, emailing us. We received hate mail, all different kind of things. Oh, my goodness. People would order, and they wanted that package on their doorstep the next day. So that was very – it was – like I said, I get anxious thinking about that. It was very challenging. What we did was – we communicated. We got on the phone. We, call, we called our customers. We explained to them that we have, we have 15,000 orders, but we still have pre-Shark Tank money. Because once we got all of those sales, they came through our website, but they came through PayPal. So that was another challenge when they came through PayPal. This is something like you, like you asked for something people wouldn't know when they came through PayPal, when all that money came in 48 hours, PayPal thought something was wrong. Oh no. We didn't know that we needed to contact PayPal and let them know that we were going to get an influx of orders.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: So they held all of that money. We had to write, So it took about a week before that money started flowing through. So we had, you know, post-Shark Tank sales, but pre-Shark Tank money. So we had to actually invest in ourselves. So we had to collect all of our money together and actually produce until that money started to flow in. And it was... It was, it was rough. It was rough. It was rough. I mean, that meant ordering jars that meant ordering mango, that meant ordering sugar, that meant ordering vanilla, limes, and then also adding people to our team. And the manufacturer who manufactured the jars, they were running out of jars. You know, it was a local place that we would go to. Then we started going to Richmond. Then we started going to Philadelphia and getting people to ship jars in And we were trying to keep everything, you know, within, um, because shipment of jars, it's very expensive Mm -hmm. for glass. So we were trying to keep things as close as we could. Um, So it became uh, difficult as far as supply and demand. I mean, it was very difficult to um, figure all of that out. Um, we, We communicated and people were happy about the communication and they said you know they they'd wait they didn't want to cancel their orders so during that time there were people who canceled their orders and just think about doing that many orders manually because we are manual mm-hmm. so you have all these orders coming in so you have to pull an order if they cancel in the middle of you completing an order so people don't necessarily think about small business the challenges in small business and they don't necessarily know that you don't have an automated system or a line of preserves just going through the line and you know they're automatically being wrapped and people were actually using their hands to do all this everything we do is by hand hand stirred hand Mm capped hand labeled all of those things so It 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 took several months in order for us to fulfill all of those orders. I mean several months, probably about six months.
1: I'm getting anxious too. And I'm glad that it is behind you and and you've grown in many other ways. Yes. What what makes you anxious now? What keeps you up at night related to the business? Businesses? So I would say keeping a good team
0: and making sure that my team or our team is taken care of that's priority number one you know people think oh my goodness all of these businesses look you know nice and fabulous but you don't necessarily see the work behind them you know making sure that you make payroll I mean it's it's a it's a very challenging thing especially in the restaurant industry because there's so many variables you know things are up and down you know our customer base is pretty consistent. And so our sales are pretty consistent. However, in the restaurant, you have a oven that might break. You have the, um, the AC that may go out every week. There is literally something. Um, so that's kind of what keeps me up at night, but I have, you know, my business, partners and I, my business partners and I, we make sure that we communicate with each other. We make sure that we pray for each other. We make sure that we communicate with our team. So just making sure our team is taken care of, you know, making sure that we're meeting our payroll. We have never had a situation where we didn't, but it is something any small business with this amount of people have to be concerned about you know there's no there's no corporation there's no one that we can get on the phone and say hey send us another 10,000 dollars hey send us another 50,000 dollars it's us so we work hard to make sure that we you know take care of our our team members that's that's the most um challenging part of having a team this size and being a small business
1: is this what you had thought of when you started your event planning business to have a business this large? Are you an entrepreneur at heart? Is is that like what you were like when you were younger? I think so. I think that I was a
0: entrepreneur at heart and my business partners as well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I was a Girl Scout um, mm-hmm. up into high school and I have had everything from lemonade stand to selling Girl Scout cookies, to <laughs> a hair bow collection, to, um, making different frames out of old books that people would have and I would sell frames. Um, so I think so. Yeah, I was definitely, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I like, I like being a part of a team. I like doing things to, um, you know, service and please other people. So I think that's my love language in just life is to hospitality, being there for other people, serving other people. Um, One of the big parts about being a part of Phoebus, um, the last two letters in Phoebus is U.S. Mm, And we always capitalize those letters and we tell people it's about all of us, not just us, but about all of us. And I think, entrepreneurship has given me and my business partners an opportunity to serve others because being a lifestyle brand it's about hospitality it's about serving others and it's just I'm very happy that we have that in common um serving others so yes I I did not know that we were going to have two boutique hotels I did not know that we were going to have a spa I didn't know that. we were going to have some of the other things that are coming down the way. But I knew that we were eventually have a restaurant because like I said, event planning and catering are kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. So I knew those things. We we talked about a restaurant before. We talked about um, having a little area where we would, um, you know, have all of our houses on our own little, in our own little area, we would call that Simply Panache Place, but now Simply <laughs> Panache Place has another name. So we we knew that we were going to do some of these things, just not all of them. But again, mm-hmm. our customers, our guests, our clients, they tell us, you know, kind of where we need to go next. And we kind of, we listen. And I think that's a part of the the success of our brand is listening to what our client base and what, what we've been given.
1: Well, I think you answered the the question I had next, which is what is next for Simply Panache and the three of you you and your two business partners. And it sounds like it's continuing to listen because they must have spoken and thus the hotel was born and thus yes. more services to help the people who um, may have started out with a jar of mango preserves. Yes. And before I go on, the Phoebus is the community you're in in Hampton. Yes. For people who are not in our area, it's charming and it's growing, and that's where you've built your your business world. Yes. So, what is next for for the? the three of you maybe a little of what you're hearing now or maybe you're just trying to f- build the startups you have <laughs> well we are trying
0: to build the startups we have we are we are um really focused on 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 those um next Tanisha is a registered nurse and Zynga is a physician. And so, our spa, we are going to add a Medi Spa component to our spa. So, right now, our spa, we do all services. We have nail technicians, we have um, massage therapists, we have a hair studio inside of the spa. But we are going to, we're getting ready to add um, a Medi Spa component and do some hydration therapy and some other some other medical, um, boutique medical services in, in the spa. So we are adding the Medi spa component to a Simply Panache Spa, but then we have a few other little businesses that we kind of want to take a chance at. And so I'm not ready to share publicly, but I'd be happy to share with you in the future, Cheryl. I, I really would.
1: You know, uh, one of the the greatest blessings is that we met and that we've stayed together in touch yes. over yes. the years. So yes. I, I know that will continue, and yes. I and, and I, I love say, that.
0: I love you so much. You have just the best personality, the brightest smile. I mean, you come in the room and then you just light it up.
1: Oh well, well. <laughs>
0: the the last thing we did a couple of weeks ago. I mean, when you came in, you just lit up the room. So it's just. <laughs> I I'm really appreciate this opportunity to, you know,
1: be on this podcast with you. Well, right back at you, <laughs> right back at you, you light up a room. So how can people find out more about what's coming down the pike? How can they pick up some of your mango preserves and, uh, and get more of that? Where, where do they find you? Best places. So I would,
0: um, advise everybody to go to our bistro website because it has all of our sister businesses on them, our sister companies. And our bistro website is Mangomango.com. And it's spelled M-A-N-G-O-M-A-N-G-E-A-U-X.com. So Mangomango.com. That's where you can find our sister companies and links to everything that we're doing. And even we're adding things that are
1: upcoming as well. Fantastic. We'll definitely keep tuned to that. And I'll put this link with the show notes for this show. And before we go, I just, I have to say thank you for your time. I know with so many businesses, by the way, I think it's up to 10. It is 10 now. So if you've got 10, you have to get going soon. I want to ask you a question that I ask everyone who comes on our show. And that is, What do you think? And this is where you can say, I'm great, by the way. (laughs) What makes you a standout?
0: It's so hard for me to say things like that about myself. But I think Mm -hmm. that loving people makes me a standout. Um, I love people. I love to get to know people. I love to talk to people. And I think that knowing that it's bigger than me yeah. makes me stand out because I, I, I feel like in this big world, it's so much for all of us to do and be great at. And I just want to be great like everyone else. You know, I want to be great like you. I want to be great. Like, our chef. I want to be great. Mm -hmm. Like our, you know, the rest of our team, the people who we work with, I feel like, you know, they feel like they learn a lot from me, but I'm learning so much from everyone else. And I think that's what makes me a standout loving people.
1: Yes. Oh, what a great answer. (laughs) Lakeisha Brown Renfro. Thank you for being a part of our show.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take
1: care now. If you know of someone who should hear this episode, please feel free to share this episode with them. And please consider subscribing to the show and leaving a review. That lets more people learn about our program. I'll put the links to Lakeisha's website in the show notes for this episode at CherylTanMedia.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Tan.